0: This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by the Nudge Podcast, hosted by Phil Agnew and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. You can learn the science behind great marketing with bite-sized 20-minute episodes packed with practical advice from admired marketers and behavioral scientists. Nudge is a fast-paced but still insightful with real-world examples that you can apply. A recent issue talked about the, the idea of getting your customers, your prospects in the habit of buying from you or listening to you or following you, habit-based marketing. Download Nudge wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance and my guest today is Carrie Sanderson. She's the chief marketing officer and at Typeform, leading brand strategy, advertising, PR, internal communications, and DEI efforts, as well as overseeing the internal creative studios. So Carrie, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Glad to be here, John.
0: So that's a lot in a CMO's job, particularly diversity, equity, inclusion. I'm kind of curious how that landed in the CMO job.
1: Right. So I've been at Typeform about a year. And one of the reasons why I joined Typeform was was that Early on, a lot of times, startups don't think about that until later, sure. like, hey, let's get this business going, and then let go. Right, right. <laughs> and then speaking with a leadership team, they were very upfront in the very beginning about how they want that to be a part of everything they do from day one, and we live it. And so starting up the comms, PR function, you know, we're at that stage, and yeah. really assigning someone and really thinking through how we embedded truly into our marketing motions, our internal culture it has been really important. So that sits with my team and I've got someone who's dedicated to it and we're in the middle of planning right now and we are keeping that front and center as we think through our plans.
0: So another aspect on uh, in your bio too that I'm obviously I think a lot of people who know Typeform certainly know about its core functionality, but I'm curious what's the internal creative studio? Is that a product or is that just part of your own marketing?
1: Yeah, this is the marketing team. So we have a phenomenal studio team, and you know part of why people know Typeform is the fact that we really did change the game in how yes. you show up in the world and how you can show up as a brand. And so a lot of that's been driven by just the brand expression ourselves. We can't expect our customers to know how to do that if we aren't doing that ourselves. So we've got an in-house team that really cares for and leads our brand expression across all dimensions, products, marketing, other things as well.
0: And we can get into the specifics, but I mean, that design aspect has really been a key differentiator for Typeform, hasn't it?
1: Yes, it has. And it was really the founder, our founder, David, and he, it was really about there has to be this better way, right? As we get into this digital world and so much of our interactions are online. It just was feeling so one way, it's like, why can't we make this more back and forth, more human feeling? And it's built into the actual design of the product. And when you do it that way, then it makes it easier to express it both for ourselves, but also let our customers express themselves that way.
0: So, so as a CMO, how do you look at the the customer journey, you know, at at Typeform? I mean. You know, a lot of people would say, well, it's, you know, it's a SaaS online form product. You know, (laughs) I mean, there's one way to do it, right? How do you look at the customer journey? Uh, I'm guessing maybe a little more holistically.
1: Yeah. So for me, it's about the mindset of customers. We're thinking it through. When I first joined, we spent a lot of time talking about, you know, what is the promise of Typeform? You know, what is the brand? And when we think about that journey, and, and this is okay, it's no judgment, but there are going to be some customers or potential customers, like the TAM is still huge. So we have a lot more potential customers than we, when we do with 135,000 customers, but it's people who care about that experience, right? If you're moving out of brick and mortar into online and more and more businesses, whether you're B2B or your B2C are realizing that digital is a primary channel or at least equal. And so if you care about that experience, then what we're trying to do with that journey of a customer who works with us is find those who are trying to lean in and provide a differentiated experience to their customers, not just at that first digital touch, but yeah. every touch along the way. And the way that Typeform is designed is to do that, is to make it feel you know, two-way. It's to build that trust. And it has inherent value for the person mm-hmm. filling out the form because they feel like, oh, they really want my opinion. And they took cared about this experience and it builds that trust they're more likely to fill out the forms they're more likely yeah. to have a positive brand impression and then for us as type form it's amazing because people fill out a type form and then, wow what was that and then they come check us out and then yeah, like yeah. hey so we have a pretty yeah. good viral product-led growth experience as well for us internally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And if you're listening and you have not <clears throat> experienced Typeform, I mean, it really feels more like a conversation. It's like, mm-hmm. Hey, let's get to know each other. What's your name? Then it goes to the next field. And it's like, yes. well, you know, how are you feeling today? I mean, it mm-hmm. really, obviously you can make it do whatever you want it to do, but I think it, on its surface, it feels much more conversational. How do you, I mean, I think people that get it, Go wow that was a better experience. But do you often fight kind of the idea that people are like that's eh, just a form. I need mm-hmm. the data, you know. So right. I mean, and again, maybe that's not your customer, or do you feel like that's a fight you can win?
1: Well, it's interesting. It's part of the evolution of Typeform, and we're a ten-year-old company, and we have Typeforms our primary product. We have also another product called Video Ask, which is like a video version of that mm-hmm. back and forth conversation, which is great for asynchronous when you want video. Yeah. But we're in this. That's part of what I'm undertaking as CMO, and we're looking at is. How do we get people thinking about it not just as a form, one time use case and gone, mm-hmm. but that embedding within a lead gen motion, say for B2C or with b 2 B2B or within a, a motion for like customer, you know, education and helping them select the right product for a B2C B2C. So we're definitely changing our language a little bit as opposed to like we're a form, we're a survey. It's like, no, we're a way to humanize your brand, right? We're a way to humanize your business, yeah. bring some human humanity back to to your digital experience. So we are in the middle of kind of revamping and up-leveling and kind of expanding what people think of us and just getting started. But there are many customers who've already found us that way and use us that way.
0: Yeah, and I think also, um, you start trying to expand the use cases, right? I think a lot of people think of a form as, oh, that's lead capture. Yeah. You know, is we're talking about the customer journey. It's like, that's where they got to know us and now they're starting to trust us so they're gonna give us their name and email. But I see people using your forms, in onboarding, you know, in, you know, maybe even prep for a sales call, you know, in trying to get, you know, specs for, you know, how to quote, you know? So, I mean, I think you really can use it all the way. I think people should expand how they're thinking about using this form of data Mm -hmm. collection, I guess, you know, through the whole customer journey.
1: Yeah, and that's actually right. Like we do see that primary is either like, somebody has a research project or they need to do lead gen, lead, lead capture. But the opportunity is, to provide that same sort of human experience at every digital touch point because customers right. are they're fickle and they expect a good experience all along the way so we do integrate with a lot of the common martech stack and so we're able to be that touch point along the way, whether it's Legion or research or onboarding or education. And also for employees, a lot of actually some of our larger customers use us both for employee you know, use cases as well as for their customers. <laughs>
0: so would you go as far as saying a brand or I'm sorry, a form experience could be a part of your culture?
1: Yes, absolutely. If you do it right, I mean... We've seen so much creativity of folks using us for things that are really educational, like embedding videos and, you know, quizzes or, you know, things that you can embed your own brand or you can pick from whatever we have. It's a way to show up. And most folks don't actually realize it's a form. It's an experience and you can capture whatever you need to capture.
0: If somebody was, you know, just the typical sort of sales kind of questions like, What's the key difference between yours and X? You know, how do you feel like, you know, what do you feel like is your core differentiator?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's embedded into literally the DNA of the product, which is it's It was built to build that trust, to build that conversation. So just even the setup of it for the experience that you're building for whoever's filling out the form, it can have conditional logic. So depending upon what somebody chooses, you can take them down different paths, all those types of things. But it's that conversational one at a time questioning that questions that really work well and build that trust. And so the differentiation is, and we know this from data, not only from ourselves, but we hear it from customers. When they switch to Typeform, they get much higher response rates, they get better qualitative completion. feedback yeah. along the way. You know, a lot of folks are using us as part of the lead gen process right now to ask people, how did you hear about us? And because they're providing it via type form, people are more likely to fill it out and they get richer information. But the other thing too, that's differentiating is not just for the respondent, the person who fills out the form, but for the creator, like it's so easy to build. I mean, it's almost like a block drop and, and load. So, because a lot of our customers are small businesses, you don't have an IT department, so you want to be able to easily set it up. You want to be able to do this on your own. If you're small and you have wear many hats that you wear, or if you're in a big company, you don't have time. So we spend as much time focusing on the person we call it the creator. And the person has to build the forms, connect the forms into their MarTech stack. That's also part of our DNA is building in that to be a great experience because if it's hard to use, it doesn't matter how great it is. On yeah. the website sometimes, and yeah. then the business value, of course. So you try to pay equal attention to both of those on both sides of the software, so we show up well no matter how you're interacting with Typeform.
0: And now let's hear from a sponsor. You know, today everybody's online, but are they finding your website? Grab the online spotlight and your customers' attention with Sumrush. From content and SEO to ads and social media, Sumrush is your one-stop shop for online marketing build, manage and measure campaigns across all channels faster and easier. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Get seen, get some rush. Visit sumrush. That's s slash m rush.com/go to try it. Free for seven days. I remember the first probably ten years ago, the first time I came across typeform, and most people probably had this reaction: "Wow, that's different." Do you ever fight the urge to say we have to be different again? I mean, because everybody knows what a typeform type yeah. form is, right? You encounter one, and you know almost immediately that that's what you've encountered. Yeah. Do you fight that urge sometimes?
1: I don't think it's necessarily fight the urge to be different again. It's just more: are we constantly pushing the boundaries? We have design principles that we live by, you know, by being bold and pushing the envelope and being expected both again, not only in how the product shows up to the customers, but how we show up with the people who have to build it. So it's part of our DNA that we are design led and data informed. Sure. We do AB tests, we do those kind of things. But I think when you think about the human experience first and you keep that first, then we can develop the best product because that's what we're telling our customers that we're doing for them. So if we want them to be able to humanize their customer experience, we should be walking the talk and who you are on the inside is what you show on the outside. So it's, it's, it would be easy to coast and rest, but we are a fairly restless bunch about innovating.
0: In terms of your own marketing for the firm you know the typical SaaS acquisition model of you know users you know new users or trial users that's all that matters and so people most of the advertising most of the messaging is about you know come try this for a dollar for free you know that kind of messaging i'm seeing a more and more SaaS companies particularly more and more th- th- that have a core difference are doing more what we might have called brand advertising <laughs> for user acquisition how do you where do you stand on your messaging, you know, for, you know, for client acquisition?
1: Yeah. Well, for me, my background is very heavy in brand. And yeah. so I've you know, worked in brand roles at some of the you know, big players, Coke, Starbucks, some of those ones. So brand is like just inherently in my DNA. And I think it's a matter of, um, of timeframes, right? There is absolutely a need and a place for new business development, the typical de- demand gen motions, you know, to kind of Google search and all the other things that you might be doing. But if you don't invest in brand you're hurting yourself in the long run because it takes time and it and especially t- today where we're going to be able to rely less and less on that cookie data and all those other things like yeah. if you know aren't clear what you stand for and people can't have a positive experience and know who you are it's going to be really tough to stand out you will really get lost in that sea of sameness so we have invested in brand and we are doing work, you know, putting media out there, mm-hmm. doing things like even this podcast, right? Yeah. Like how do we show up as understanding that, that people need to know who you are as a company. People need to understand what you stand for. They need to know broader business value, where you fit in their ecosystem. Those are motions that you should be putting out there. They pay off in the long term and they create buyers down the road. Yeah. Not everybody's ready to buy right now. But when they are, if you've created a good impression and if they've had a good positive experience with you or they've learned something from you along the way or you provided some ungated content that they used and they Mm -hmm. went away and they didn't buy, it's it's a great way to kind of create customers of the future and then give your current customers confidence that they made the right choice in sticking with you in the first place.
0: Well, and I think your product certainly has a playful approachable, you know, kind of brand already. Yeah. So obviously that's, I'm sure you lean into that, you know, that aspect, don't you, with your branding from a marketing standpoint?
1: Yeah, we just, we did a little bit of spring and we're doing some now a campaign about hello, right. And it's talking about, and we use some illustration animation in the market. We got phenomenal, you know, just views even of the video. People wanted to go watch the video on you know, YouTube just to see what it yeah. was about. And it was really, it wasn't, You know didn't have a cta that said sign up now it was just what if it was different what if you were giving your customers a different experience online what if you're saying hello and just starting a conversation every time you talk with them every time you interact with them digitally it's possible and uh, that's part of what we're doing right so we're starting up some pr motions that are doing really well in executive communications things that are usually a little bit make people nervous because you can't Gate straight to the cost of acquisition or the LTV. Okay. But, you know, I've been marketing for a long time. And I remember the days when we didn't have all that data. Yeah, you have yeah. to think about, if you, if you keep your customer front and center and you're really thinking about their experience and you're putting yourself into their shoes, you're talking to customers regularly. You're, what is, your, what is working, what is not? You, you can come up with the things that you know are gonna work for you if you're listening to them and it doesn't always have to be an A-B test.
0: So let me address one of my pet peeves, and I'm curious how you're (laughs) advising. If you were advising a form builder, what would you advise them to, what should the experience be as soon as I hit submit?
1: But after you hit submit?
0: Yeah, so I'm done filling out the form here let me line up let me tee up the pet peeve yes. i hate forms that i have no idea what happened <laughs> did it yes. go anywhere are you going to yes. do anything is yes. there anybody out there so so what are some best practices or not even best practices better practices for you know for making somebody feel like the experience is continuing mm-hmm. after i've submitted the yeah. data
1: well again it depends upon where in that funnel you are right but i think some kind of a confirmation that it's been submitted is standard and it's built in the sure. form, of course But then you can also offer, you know, when somebody builds a type form, they can put as many pages as they want after that submit. So you can say, we'll follow up with you. Here's more information. You can send it to websites. You can do different things. I I do. I think that's an interesting pet peeve. I just learned something from you that I'm going to be thinking about a little bit more (laughs) about best practices of what to do. You do want to know, did it go through? I do know that I don't like it when I submit a form and I go straight to some marketing page about something that doesn't connect. Right? Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Connect. But the experience is interesting. We don't, you know, require any field. It's up it's totally up to the type form of person. So if they want to make it anonymous, they can. If they want to ask for emails, they can. So it really is up to the business yeah. to decide.
0: So. Okay. Well, I will give you my um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> my
0: take. And, and again, you're right. It depends on where this yeah, is in, in the either. process, but particularly somebody that's just now maybe for the first time requesting some information from you. I love it to go to a video of, you know, a one minute expression of, you know, how thrilled you are to meet them or how thrilled yeah. you are that you're interested in this content. And here's exactly what's going to happen next. You know, to me, yeah. that is just a great it's a great way for them to continue to build for you to continue to build trust which is really you mm-hmm. know in many stages of the journey that's what you're doing
1: yeah i think that's a great suggestion one of the things that that probably why i wasn't visualizing what you were asking is that you can do that up front in type form you can yeah, add yeah. that in at the very beginning along with, right. hey this next question is all about this here's a short oh, yeah. video you can watch before you answer it if you'd like so the way that you can embed it it is more like a conversation so yeah. or it can be just a straight up form if that's what you want yeah. with your logo yeah. and branding and some cool pictures
0: well and i love some that i've encountered where you know people are clearly in some ways making fun of the experience that we all go through now mm-hmm. and really kind of making very light about now I'm going to ask you for all this, you know, personal information. And you know, I think the more you can do that, actually, I'm sure your research would show this as well. more responses you're going to get because people are like, this is not a form. This is, you know, it's this is fun. <laughs> the
1: thing that's super interesting that we find out and is brands are different than they yeah. were 10 years ago or 15 years ago, 15 years ago or longer. When you had a brand and you had the messaging it was a one-way you're like here's what i want you to learn about me and you would just put it out there yeah the consumers today because everything is digital they really expect it to be a two-way conversation they want to give their input and they want to see that you're hearing them whether that's through a social channel or through a form or whatever that is and you can only get that is it that feedback is such a gift if you're running a company or you're running a marketing department because there's signal in there about what you're doing well there's signal in there about what you may need to improve maybe what competitors are doing well and if you listen to it your customer becomes a part of evolving the brand and they feel more vested like oh this brand is changing along with the input I'm giving them I they get more loyal they're more likely to recommend you know I was thinking about the stages you were talking about for what you talk about like buy repeat refer right if they feel heard if they feel like, like that you're evolving along with them and and if you aren't giving them an experience to give that feedback along the way that feels human, it's a lot harder to get that information. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: So, so let's talk about surveys and then yeah. we'll probably run be out of time. But you know, a lot of times forms, people will slug through them because I want the thing on the other. So sometimes we'll do that. Surveys, a lot of times it's like, nah, I'm doing you a favor <laughs> you know, to fill out this survey. So yeah. what are some, some of the things that you've found that make type form surveys more enjoyable, if that's the right way to say mm-hmm. that, or at least more completable?
1: yeah again it's that it's the way that you can set it up right so you there's plenty of room to put a video element in and give context and say hey this next question is about this or to show a visual or to say you're this far along to skip questions easily if the based on their answer so you know nothing worse than taking a survey where you're like yep and a right (laughs) right. above like no you can skip all that behind the scenes the creator can set it up
0: and to your point
1: you know at the end what happens next is a good thing to yeah. do and then you know surveys are tricky because it depends upon how long they are there's best practices and that kind of thing but putting yourself in the customer's shoes whether it's a form a survey a lead gen anytime you do that an employee you know thing will inform how you build it
0: there's an interesting i'm sure you're familiar with survey monkey of course and there's an interesting attribute that they have that i've always find puzzling not puzzling but I'm not sure what I find, but they, you build a survey and as you get ready to publish it, it tells you eh, about 50% of the people will fill this out. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, huh, what are they, ba- you know, obviously they're basically, if you ask a bunch of demographic questions or if it's too long or something like that, but uh, I always find that interesting that they can calculate that kind of on, on the spot, but obviously it's a. It's a tool meant to help you build a better survey, I guess. Right. uh, right. um,
1: Yeah, there's definitely, depending upon what it's for. But again, I would say for that form, maybe it's part of it's just a format. You have a wall of questions. You don't know where they end. I would maybe leave (laughs) two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So so what's anything on the horizon for Typeform that you want to tell my audience about that you guys are working on?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're always innovating with typeform, which is great. One thing that we just released, which has been a very popular request, but something that, you know, we wanted to make sure we got it right, is something called brand kits, which is oh, essentially, yeah, yeah. especially for some of our customers who across the organization, they have different people using typeform and you want it yeah. to all stay on brand you know, so you can make sure everybody's using the right logo, you can make sure there's the visuals and graphics and and that so people can use the form any way they want, the type form any way they want, but within their branding, which is nice. And we also have a product called Video Ask, which is Mm. phenomenal. It's a it's more of a back and forth kind of video async way that a lot of folks use for customer service. We have a lot of realtors using it. But it's a way to get that that, even more personal one to one feedback in a in a video way which is fantastic and people can also respond via text but that's a product that we launched not that long ago and it's really getting some traction and exciting thing
0: nice awesome well carrie i really appreciate you taking time to stop by the the duct tape marketing podcast i always invite people to tell if people want to connect with you obviously it's typeform.com for the company but if you want to invite people to connect with you anywhere in particular
1: yeah, I'm LinkedIn is definitely my preferred social channel. So Carrie Sanderson, I'm just at LinkedIn. You'll be able to find me easily. I would love to hear from folks. And yeah, it's it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate you inviting me on on to the podcast. Thank you.
0: Well, hopefully we will uh, run into you one of these days out there on the road in real life as well. Yes, in real
1: life would be good. (laughs) Yes.
0: Well, thanks, Gary. Thank you so
1: much, John. Thank you.
0: Hey, and one final thing before you go. You know how I talk about marketing strategy, strategy before tactics. Well, sometimes it can be hard to understand where you stand in that, what needs to be done with regard to creating a marketing strategy. So we created a free tool for you. It's called the Marketing